Welcome back, everybody, to the Thrivistry Podcast, Mastering the Art of Thriving at Life, where we talk about creating change in our lives and in the world around us. I'm your host, Jeremy Jones, and this is my co-host, Adriana. Say hi. Hey. <laughs> Those of you guys listening in, uh, we've got a baby on the set. We've got <laughs> yeah, there she is. This is Chandler and Steph's baby. And I, my co-host today is uh, uh, Chandler. Chandler is a friend of mine. I've been on his podcast. I've also got the uh, the dog here. We've, <laughs> doodle. <laughs> we've got the doodle. We've got Stella the doodle. Um, I'm, sh- you're, I'm sure you heard Ariana putting giving her input there. But uh, uh, but yeah, so it's a little bit little bit different podcast today. Um, and it, and what I wanted to talk to Chandler about because he's doing a lot of work with his uh, project, which is what was it called? The Culture of Care. Culture of Care project. And and it's great because it's you know we're on a similar mission where we're trying to trying to help people empower people to change their lives and giving them the giving them the help to change their lives and and uh, and so I really like the work that they're doing and and so just so you know Chandler what we've been doing in the podcast is usually what, what we do is break down some actionable items uh, around you know habits or motivation um, and then we usually take like a science article or a headline or something clickbaity that's come out recently. And maybe break it down a little bit, so you know maybe it's not uh, uh, as as crazy as the as the claims say, or maybe the maybe the research is kind of being blown out of proportion. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I don't have anything queued up for that. We didn't we didn't pre we didn't mm. pre plan that. But uh, if you have anything that that's been like on your radar lately, where you said like, oh my gosh, that's ridiculous, or I don't know if people why people would think that, then we can talk about that later. But uh, for right now, talk a little bit more about culture of care and what you guys do. Yeah, basically, Culture of Care is a project focused on taking back mental health to put it in the hands of people to actually be able to use it, not a real flower, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to actually be able to utilize mental health and get the help that they need and the help that they understand that they need. So you'll find often in, in healthcare providers and most institutions, even with insurers, people have to wait long periods of time. There's not enough providers and providers aren't in a position to where they're basically thought of as something that's unique or special in the in, in the industry. They're basically a second-rate service right now, which they shouldn't be. So what we've done with Culture of Care is we've produced and built a program based around cognitive behavior therapy, motivational psychology, some behavior analytics, and we've combined it and put it into a digital-based program with the advent of a hybrid mindset coach involved as well. So you go through the same thing you would go through with a therapist, but you go through in an online environment uh, you go through your work, you write in a journal, you adjust your journal, you write your thoughts, and we tell you what to do. We tell you how to write, what to, not how to write, but what to write, <laughs> and how to follow it. You meet with a mindset coach, which is someone who meets with you at week one, week four, and week eight to talk about what you're going to do, how it's going, and what you're going to do for success. At the so, end of the yeah, so what I, what, I, what I love about it is, is you, have, you have the online component, which, which uh, allows you to do this from anywhere, right? So you don't have to, you don't have to go in. Um, you can kind of do it on your own schedule. And um, and take time, take your time with it, and then but then you but then you have a personal a person who's going to work with you. You know, a lot of these online sort of courses and things are great, but uh, it's it's hard to stick stick with it. It's hard to stay motivated, and you do need that personal touch. Yeah, exactly. And you find in mental health, it's it's so personal, and it's so hard to get people to talk and release their emotions with an online digital course. You have to introduce it in a hybrid format, and you want to take the idea from the healthcare industry where they're, the psychologists want to, the clinical and the clinicians want to be in front of people and talking to people and you move it into an environment where you no longer need the administrative level of hospital and insurance support and you can actually funnel quite a few people into the course, but talk with that healthcare provider at the same time 
And so you can impact a significantly larger amount of people, but at the same time, actually get them to do it with that human contact. So it's not just buy the course, we never talk to you again. It's get in the course and transform and change your entire life and your dynamic. Yeah. And this is something that we, we know works in the, in the fitness world as, as well. And you could buy a course online, you know, you could follow somebody's Instagram or, or get these workouts and then try to do them on your own. Is, it's really tough. You know, people can, some people can make that work. You know, they can, they have their equipment at their house and they're motivated and they, and they do that. And that's, that's the kind of stuff that I like to teach is, is how to help kind of create those sort of changes. But what we've found is that, especially when you're starting your journey or you're coming back after a long, after a long hiatus, having a person who's going to help, you know, uh, give you the exact information you need and then hold you accountable to actually finish it is one of the, I think one of the keys. And that's what you guys are doing. Yeah, and that's huge because then you have, you know, you're going to meet week one, week four, week eight, you know, you're going to talk to someone. And then in addition to that, what we found is if one of the key components to mental health that a lot of us become afraid of is social health. So we're afraid of social circles, talking to people, getting in front of people. So we build a culture of common experience where you have a group of people who you can create a cohesive unit with that's going to help you through the course and afterward. And at the same time, in addition to meeting with the mindset coach, we do what we call a Q&A session once a week. So you go through your course, you talk with your mindset coach, the intervals. Then at the same time, you get on with us and you ask your questions, you work with your peers, and you kind of pr progress through your specific and individualized experience at the same time. Yeah, I think that, I think the, again, going back to the fitness thing, uh, having people who are doing it with you and, and, and they'll speak up and you're like, oh, I'm just feeling the same way or I was struggling with that as well. And then also seeing people even a little bit farther down the path that, that have uh, made some successes. I think that's really motivating because you can say like, oh, wow, you've made it that far. If you can do it, maybe I can do it too. Um, and then the, also when, then when you're in that role, when you're the person who's made it a little bit farther down the program or, or overcome some challenges and someone else is struggling, and then you get to then tutor them and mentor them, that, that, that's also really good for your own development. And we see that in the class environment. And that's, that's part of the problem with individual programming, individual coaching, or an individual training is that is that you're by yourself and you don't get that you don't get those little micro uh, interactions that you get when you're working in a group yeah it's true and especially in mental health you find people live in their own head and they build thoughts and beliefs and ideas that they believe are true and typically those beliefs aren't true they're just beliefs that we don't have anyone to tell us differently so mm -hmm. someone says well i failed once so i'm, I'm a complete failure and the whole, the whole world's going to end and i should just quit now whereas if you had something to write in and a Q&A session where you could talk to people and you had that social environment, that culture of common experience to where you don't feel afraid of it, it gives you the opportunity to say, hey, wait, maybe I'm not a failure. Maybe I messed up once, but I can adjust this and I can do a lot better next time. And so it puts you in a place to where you feel like you have a comfortable environment to speak, talk, and just be you. And a lot of us have a big problem being ourselves because we don't know who we are. <laughs> <laughs> I know who I am. I, I'm pretty good, but uh, I, can, I can still, I think everybody could use a little bit of, you know, people they can open up with uh, and, and, and talk about what's going on inside of their head. Mm -hmm. You know, some people, I think in, in our, in our current society, what we're seeing is, is again, it's, it's almost even, even though we have the social media, it's not social media, yeah. it's more isolating because we spend more time on it and there's no real human interaction. And you don't develop those really close bonds. And then you kind of end up in these bubbles where you're, you're it's only feeding you the content that you want to see. And so you're, you're not, um, you're not getting exposed to other concepts and ideas. And, and, uh, um, and, and like I said, if you're, if you're in kind of a depressed state, then you're going to like, you know, comment or like, or click on things that are kind of expressing that, you know, you're not going to want to see the happy motivation stuff as much, and you're not going to engage in those things. And so that's going to make you feel worse. And you're like the whole world is, is turning to shit because, because that's all the internet is telling you. Yeah. And you, and you follow one of the things we find in social media and looking at what other people are doing is you fall into the comparison trap. Oh, these people are always smiling on Facebook. Why am I not smiling? Why can't I achieve that? 
why don't I have the nice new car? Why isn't, why aren't my kids these perfect little angels that I always see this person post on, on social media and, and, or you see people who are doing not so good at, and not as well as you are. And you see, Oh wow, look, I'm awesome. I'm not doing as bad as that guy. Yeah. But in reality, we, we put ourselves in these high and low comparisons and we forget that we're in our, on our own journey in our own head and our own pathway. And, and that pathway is designed specifically for us by us. Mm-hmm. And so if we try to alter that pathway based on what we see someone else doing, we completely adjust our mindset to go in the high and low comparison. So I'm better than them. I'm not as good as them. And so we never really truly get to live and be who we are. Yeah. It's interesting with the whole curated content that everybody posts on online. And, and um, it, it's, I think, I think it's actually great to be more real. I think, I think we should, you know, it's great to show off and, and, you know, post your vacations and these awesome dinners you're making and when your kids are doing really cool stuff and brag about them, but you should, you should still be a little bit honest and, and post some stuff and be self-deprecating. Um, that's going to help everybody uh, uh, that, or understand that what you're going through. But, but again, if you're not interacting with other human beings, uh, especially off, offline, because um, you'll see certain people, they'll post all the curated, beautiful moments of their lives. But if you know that person, you know that they're struggling and you understand that. Um, it makes it, it makes you realize when you're on social media, even subconsciously that like, okay, everybody's posting their best stuff, but that's not the case. That's not true. Yeah, exactly. And we always want to build our profiles around FOMO. So fear of missing out. Like, look what I did. I climbed Kilimanjaro yesterday. What did you do? Well, I just ate a bowl of rice. So, (laughs) but in reality, actually, bowl of rice would be too bad. I mean, I ate 14 bowls of ice cream. You feel bad. (laughs) That's true. Okay. I'm a terrible. You know what? I actually be pretty proud. If I ate 14 bowls of ice cream, I'd be pretty proud of that. I post about that. (laughs) I did that once. We had a, a 20, it was like a 20 scoop thing of ice cream and we ate the whole thing. 20 straight scoops. Oh yeah. I ate it. I actually, we had like 12 people, but yeah. I bragged that I ate the whole thing. <laughs> you took credit for it. <laughs> yeah. I talked about credit. it before on the other podcast was the kitchen sink, which was on man versus food, which is a, which is basically more ice cream than my head. It was enormous, <laughs> three bananas and it was, it was insane. And uh, I didn't even get a third of the way through it before, um, before I had to leave the table and go uh, void my stomach. It comes out like saucer. So yeah. Um, and then one of the guys I was with actually got frostbite on his gums. No joke. He made it the farthest. He made oh. it more than halfway. And he was super intense. And his wife was timing him. And he's like, he was a competitive triathlete, you know. And um, he, he had gum pain for a few days. He went to the dentist. And the dentist said he had frostbite on his gums Jeez. from trying to eat from trying to eat like pounds Anything of ice to cream. win. Yeah, yeah. So you can brag about that. Yeah. But again, if, someone, if someone's climbing a mountain or they're doing, you know, they're doing these fun vacations, you know, it can make you feel bad about yourself. And, and, uh, and that's, but again, if you, you always need to remember that that's the curated content and that's not what everybody else's lives are. But you can use it for motivation purposes too. You know, mm-hmm. like, oh, if they can do that, I can do it too. I want to I wanna go out and go on these adventures and, uh, you know, plan for those things. And, and I think a lot of people uh, start like postponing their life for the right time or when, you know, they want, they're trying to look, wait for, that, for them to have more money or finish this project or whatever. And you just got to put, the, the, put it on the schedule, you know, and, and, and then you're, you'll figure out how to make it work. Yeah. And when you have those moments, you, you, I call this the success mindset. So you see someone climb Kilimanjaro and you're like, wow, I wish I could do that. It must be nice. Then you, you reverse back and you say, hold on. I'm going to plan something that's just as cool and that makes me excited. So I'm going to go climb half dome because it's close to me. Mm-hmm. And then you set yourself up to say, I couldn't do this, but now I'm going to make something even better happen. That's going to make me happy. So you always end your sentence with something that's positive and something that you're going to be able to do to make you feel good about yourself. So I can't climb that mountain right now, but I'm going to go do this one. Or, you know what? I can't get out there, but I'm going to go hike once a week because I do want to get out there. And I want to enjoy the, the scenery and all the stuff out there. Yeah, so I think that's a good uh, kind of action action point for you guys for this for this uh, episode is 
is that is that what, what I want you guys to do is think about think about something that, that you saw online that you want to do. Maybe it's not climb a mountain, but but uh, <laughs> but you know, go on a trip somewhere, do something fun, learn learn something new, and uh, and put it out there on the schedule. You know, six months, a, a, you know, a year from now, less than a year. I wouldn't go I wouldn't go beyond that. And then and then put some other kind of reminders about maybe there's some some preparation you need to make. Maybe it's you know it's training or maybe it's it's uh, you know purchasing things or whatever. At least reminding you that that you have this thing coming and um, and then do it. Do something cool so that to, so, and, and look forward to it. Part of the fun of having a vacation is actually is actually looking forward to it and planning it. Um, I've, I've gone on a lot of trips in the last few years and, and uh, I keep handing them off to the uh, to the uh, the travel people and, and I kind of lose that a little bit and, and I'm not doing my homework before I go but it's kind of fun to do the research before you go somewhere somewhere fun. It doesn't have to be anything like a, you know going to the Bahamas or, or something like that. It could it could just be you know going on going on a camping trip and, and, and doing some, some hike or, or uh, you know, going to the beach and learning how to surf or something like that. Yeah, anything, even something simple. I want to try this new restaurant. They have really cool little tiny plates that I want to try. And I'm going to eat a bunch of little tiny plates. <laughs> I'm 14 plates yeah. like my ice cream. It's going to be so good. And, and so it doesn't just remember, it doesn't have to be big and extravagant. It doesn't have to be crazy and, and take you forever to plan. It can be something super simple. And the big thing you want to look at is motivational psychology. So small steps lead to big success. So start with your small phases of planning. And if you are planning something big, start by booking the flights. Then a month later, book the hotel. And a couple of weeks later, book the car. Set yourself up these little steps that you can say, ah, I did this, I did this, I did this. And each one of those little steps breeds more motivation for that big step when you take the trip and have a good time. Or if it was a mountain, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hike once a week so I can make this big climb. And mm -hmm. these little tiny steps and these small steps make you excited for that big step. And, and if you just shoot for the big step, the problem is often you'll fall off track and you'll say, or it's I'm not going to do this. It's too hard. I'll do it next yeah. week. Yeah. And it's yeah. basically micro commits your ticket to that level. Yeah. And we talked about this, I think it was the last episode where I, where something called the, the, uh, the averages method. And, and it's basically every day you look back at the last, on the last four days and on some category, whether it's like fitness and you either have a plus a minus or an equal. And so it doesn't matter if you did an amazing workout or you just, or you just went for a, went for an easy jog, you get, you either get a plus, which no matter how good or how small it's a plus, And then either you were horrible or you, did, you just weren't good enough. You get a minus and you just want to get more pluses and minuses. Yeah, it's just exactly. little tiny steps. It's, it's, it, it's little tiny steps compounded, compounded over time. You know, one thing you mentioned too, even with the, you know, buying the plane tickets or whatever, you know, I think there's also a financial thing that a lot of people struggle with. And, and, uh, and that's another thing that we've talked about is that, is that buying stuff is almost a guarantee for uh, a lot of buyer's remorse, but experiences almost never have buyer's remorse because, exactly. because anytime you, you invest in, in an experience that's going to uh, have great memories and uh, make you a better person is, is an investment, right? Is, is, is what makes you a more interesting human being. Uh, it gives you, it gives you a different perspective on life. And uh, those, so putting that money aside, and saying, you know what, I don't need to buy that new iPhone. I don't need to buy that new car. I'd rather go on this trip or do that fun thing. Yeah, exactly. And I can tell you, I remember every one of my experiences, but I can't remember the last thing I bought. I mean, I use my phone. I probably won't upgrade it for like 10 years, but I'll make sure I get somewhere. I'm like, we're, we're going to go during the Mad Lab Summit this year. We're going to go down to Aruba. And instead of buying like a car where I have a new payment and it's really cool or going out and buy this Range Rover or something, I'm taking, I pull that back and I go places. So we go to Aruba, we go to the Netherlands was a cool trip and yeah. we go travel all over. We'll go to Southern California a couple times a year. We'll mm -hmm. go to Monterey. And I remember every one of those trips, but I won't remember any of the things I bought and then a new car and stuff like that as it gets old after a month or two. And I always think who cares because the things at the end of my life are the things that I did in the past that I don't want to regret. Yeah. 
and and uh, yeah, I've, I mean, I've been doing a lot of traveling lately too, and, and it's it, it it puts it puts your regular life in perspective. And I, there's a quote I actually posted on the Thrivest Tree uh, Instagram that was from I think it was Terry Pratchett, and it was just like, why do we go away? So when we come back, we can look at uh, we can look at our lives from a different perspective, um, so that people can can see what our, when when we're gone that people miss us and they and they they recognize our contributions, and so that so that you know, people, people know what we do and, you know, you, you never come back the same. And so I think, I think that's for vacations that work trips and everything. And so I think, you know, doing, doing adventures and, and planning that stuff, I think a lot of people just, they want to do it someday. And it's like, you got to put it, put it on the schedule and start budgeting for it and start planning for it and do it, do it now, you know, and, and, uh, and start planning for it. And, and, and like I said, that the, anytime you're spending money on those kind of experiences is, is never going to be uh, a negative. Yeah, it's like that simple quote, if not now, when? I don't know. Never. It never <laughs> happens. You just keep saying, I'll do it later. And yeah. then later becomes tomorrow. Tomorrow becomes next year. Next year becomes five years. And then you'll look, you'll look back and you say, I haven't taken a vacation in eight years. What happens? Where was I? My head was down. I worked too much. Or I'll wait until yeah. I re retire or whatever. And it's like, well, when you retire, are you going to really want to travel that much? You're going to be older. You know, you're going you're gonna, to uh, have other responsibilities. And you know, you may want to spend more time with your grandkids or whatever, and it's not going to be easy or easy to get around. So, um, and do these fun adventures. So, so maybe, maybe start small, you yeah. know, maybe, maybe put, put, put some on the calendar for a big trip in, in a year, but in the next six months, you know, try to find some, some small trip, you know, overnight trip or, or some other experience, like go out and learn, learn uh, how to, how to surf or how to do, you know, some other fun sport like skiing or snowboarding or whatever. Um, so, uh, try to, try to find something that, that you could, that'll excite you and, and, uh, and get out there and get those experiences. Yeah, and that's huge. Start small, start easy. It, like in Reno, it's easy small is go snowboarding, go take ski lessons. You can go, we live in Nevada, so you can go shoot in the desert. That's the best place I was voted to shoot. So you, <laughs> you can have fun doing that. You can find something close to home within like 10 miles that you can do and that you can learn to do well and you can have fun with, and that's a huge way to start. Awesome. I think we'll end it here, guys. Thanks again for tuning in, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next podcast. See ya.